Today, the International Gospel Hour broadcast is once again on the air as we consider the assurance of dying the death of the righteous actually makes living better. The Are You Listening Again series is just ahead. Stay with us. Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. For 90 years, Churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. You are about to listen to another Bible-based lesson with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour, starting now. Beloved friends, once again it is a genuine joy to welcome you to our program today, and we commend you for the interest that you have in these biblical studies. We read in Numbers 23, verse 10, Let me die the death of the righteous, and let my last end be like his. In previous studies, we noted some of those worthies of Bible times who lived as righteous people and died in a faithful condition. My friends, are you listening There is as much difference between dying the death of the righteous and dying the death of the unrighteous as there is between heaven on the one hand and hell on the other. The Apostle Paul concluded approximately three decades of distinguished service for the Master and met death as one who had triumphed in his Christian pilgrimage. If he be the writer of Hebrews, and some people think the evidence points in that direction, and even 100 chapters of the New Testament flowed from his mighty mind and prolific pen. Only Moses wrote more chapters of the Bible than did Paul. Paul's final chapter is 2 Timothy verse 4, or rather 2 Timothy chapter 4. With martyrdom so eminently near, the grand old veteran of the cross wrote in that chapter, For I am already being offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the course, I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give to me at that day, and not to me only, but also to all them that have loved his appearing. The Lord will deliver me from every evil work, and will save me unto his heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory for ever and ever. Amen. 2 Timothy 4, verses 6-8 through 8, and verse 18. It is possible that Paul was imprisoned in the old Mamertine jail or dungeon. From his cell in the eternal city of Rome, the battle-scarred warrior looked with hopeful assurance to that eternal city on high, where no Roman guard would ever be chained to his side again, where no Nero would shed innocent blood, and where the crown of eternal life awaited his coming. Faith, hope, and love had been the prime ingredients of his colorful and deeply eventful pilgrimage on this earth. And as he faced death, these three abiding graces provided the needed solace for the cruelties that lay ahead on the Roman block of fiery execution. Like the sweet singer of Israel of an earlier age, Paul knew that he would not travel the valley of the shadow of death alone. His feeble hand, would be safely clasped in the strong and reassuring hand of deity. Dorcas belongs to an exclusive class in the Bible. She is one of the few who experience death twice. This is true of that small class in the Old Testament and the New Testament who died, were resurrected, and of course died a second time. 
We have no account of her second physical death, but the first one is given by Luke in Acts 9, 36-43. The Bible says, Now there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. This woman, full of good works and alms deeds, which she did. And it came to pass in those days that she fell sick and died, and when they had washed her, they laid her in an upper chamber. And as little was nigh unto Joppa, the disciples, hearing that Peter was there, sent two men unto him, entreating him, Delay not to come on unto us. And Peter arose and went with them. And when he was come, they brought him into the upper chamber, and all of the widows stood by him weeping and showing the coats and garments which Dorcas made while she was with them. But Peter put them all forth and kneeled down and prayed, and turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. And he gave her his hand and raised her up, and calling the saints and widows, he presented her alive. And it became known throughout all Joppa, and many believed on the Lord. And it came to pass that he abode many days in Joppa with one Simon, a tanner. Death came to Dorcas while she was busily engaged in a good work. She had a good name. She lived a good life. She was a benevolent person and had much in the way of kindness and her helpfulness of other people. The milk of human kindness was not absent from her life. She left behind the beauty of her life in the garment she made for those in need. She lived the kind of life that was missed after her departure became known among the saints of God at Joppa. She was missed. Wherever the story of real feminine beauty has been told, the chapter about Dorcas and her good works have also been proclaimed. When righteous people such as Dorcas pass from earthly scenes, they leave behind the fruits of their fervent faith and a beautiful memory. Luke portrays the story of Dorcas in life, in death, and in the resurrection. She was righteous in life. She was righteous in death. She was raised as a righteous saint to continue for a little longer her good work and in order that her resurrection might be a link, a lovely link, in the early confirmation of Christianity. It had that desired effect as a number of people became receptive to the Lord's Word as a result of the raising of Dorcas. My friends, are you listening? There are 31,102 verses in the Bible. Antipas is mentioned in only one verse of the whole Bible. Yet the captain of our salvation spoke of him as, My witness, my faithful one, who was killed among you where Satan dwells. Revelation 2.13 The King James Version refers to him in this verse as, My faithful martyr. It surely was not easy to live faithfully the Christian life in the age of Antipas. Evil abounded in his time. Iniquity flourished so abundantly in Pergamum that Christ spoke of this Asiatic city in western Asia Minor as being the very home of Satan. Amidst such evil environments, Antipas lived a life of faith. We have the Lord's own testimony as to how death found him, character-wise. He was the Lord's faithful one, or faithful martyr. There is nothing to equal a man's dying in the faith. The lovable John pronounced a heavenly benediction upon those who die in the Lord. In Revelation 14:13, he wrote, And I heard a voice from heaven saying, Write, 
Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, for their works follow with them. To die in the Lord necessitates prior entrance and continued faithfulness in His blessed cause. That was the secret of Antipas's faithful death. He had been faithful in life, then he was faithful in death. You and I may never be called upon to become faithful martyrs as did Antipas of an ancient age. However, we are called upon to be faithful in life and faithful to the moment of natural death. Our love for the Lord should be of such degree that we would die rather than recant if such became necessary. This is really what Revelation 2 verse 10 teaches, faithfulness up to the point of death rather than recant. The passage states, Fear not the things which thou art about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to cast some of you into prison, that you may be tried, and you shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee the crown of life. Dear friends, you'll be with us for our next broadcast, won't you, as we conclude these thoughts of dying the death of the righteous. For now, friends, I'd like to pause and ask you, Have we prompted you to think about your life today? Like Paul, like Dorcas, like Antipas, could good things be said of you in a spiritual realm? Maybe you want to think more carefully on these matters. What we wish to do is pause here, and I'm going to defer to our J-Webb. He has a very special online Bible study just for you. You may desire to study this material to look at your life a little closer. Sometimes people want to study a little further, and we want to help you with that opportunity. Here is our J-Webb. How about an online study of the Bible? That's right. The World Bible School has a free online Bible study available. Just go to worldbibleschool.org and register. A study helper will assist you in answering questions and provide feedback for your lessons. That's the free online study at worldbibleschool.org. Sign up today. Tell them the International Gospel Hour sent you. And friends, we hope that study will be of help to you. And we'll also offer to you, if you would prefer a study by mail as as well, you can contact us at 855-444-6988. Just a simple phone call to 855-444-6988. Let me give you that one more time. 855 855- Four 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 six nine eight eight. Leave us your name and address and just say home study. We'll mail it to you absolutely free. Whether online or in the mailbox, we'll help you in your study of God's Word. Today, friends, we have looked at part four of Let Me Die the Death of the Righteous. Originally aired between 1974 to 1986 when Brother Robert Taylor wrote material for the late Brother B.E. Howard, our first speaker. Through the graciousness of Brother Taylor, we at International Gospel Hour have secured a great number of these lessons, and we are honored to share them here now, 40-plus years later. The truths are still just as vital as in the life of Abel. By it being dead, yet they still speak, Hebrews 11, verse 4. Both Brother Howard and Brother Taylor have died the death of the righteous. We treasure their memories, and we treasure their material here on International Gospel Hour. Might I pause right here and 
let's share with you some information about our social media. International Gospel Hour is on Instagram. Just search International Gospel Hour, click follow, and you're set. You can keep up with International Gospel Hour on Instagram and feel free to share our content. Thank you so much. And dear friends, with all of this being said today, we really appreciate you studying with us. Join me next time on the International Gospel Hour broadcast. I'm Jeff Archie, and friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. To God goes all the glory, and we hope that our study today will draw you closer to His Word to walk in His way. To listen to it again or our other broadcasts, please visit our website at internationalgospelhour.com. Glory with you today.